0: Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week, I am joined by Birdie. Hey, how's it going? And him There's oh, nearly got you. Almost. Almost. Um, I'm too used to, to to forty coming next, but forty's um, missed out this one. He's having a bit of issue with his recording equipment, and you might have figured um, at the back half of last week's podcast, um, his his recording went to all robot voice. So we sort of just had to cut it from mine hams and birdies audio, and that's why, you know, things didn't marry up and you could sort of tell that we were missing one whole track. And unfortunately, we lost a a good interview with Sixties, um, who who, uh, sort of runs the show over at the Cumberland Throw, but no use crying over spilt milk. Um, We'll get into this week's podcast, which is the reviews, news, and then previews. So starting off with the reviews, SG Ball Grand Final. Uh, well, our grand final anyway um, Steelers 26 <laughs> to the Eels 22 Unfortunately going down uh, We all said that that would be a close one But it looks like the uh, Are they brothers in the um The B guys? Matt yeah. and Max? Yeah, yeah. They, I'm pretty uh, sure they, they are Well, they, if they're brothers or cousins They Coins, had a run yeah. of it on the weekend And that was something you certainly flagged About having um their outside backs be uh, very good
1: Sorry, what was that?
0: Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> I, didn't know I, dropped... I didn't know you were throwing over to me. Sorry. About... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just gonna say, you flagged in the preview that the uh, the brothers would. Um, uh, sorry, the outside backs, backs would definitely yeah. be. Yeah.
1: I was looking more at uh, Aaron Chop. He would have been on the other side of the field. I'm, I'm pretty sure he played. I didn't get to see this game. I was up in um, Newcastle for it, but yeah, I was getting messages through, and it just sort of sounded like um, a bit of drop ball and not executing at the right times really cost us in the end. Um, so yeah disappointing that um to go down in a final minute try and um but they did a lot better than I expected they would this season.
0: yep, they certainly had a good season, uh making it within one game of the grand final, and if things play out like we think they will, um essentially nobody's going to be able to stand up to that manly
1: team. no nah, uh you know, you, you look at that team and they're still pretty young, so a lot of them are um, 17 years old, but I
0: th- I think they'll get over the top in the grand final. And then into the Shield and Ron Massey Cup. So the Shield, Rams 42 to the Guildford Hours 34. I think that's their first loss of the season, unfortunately. Um, yeah, sorry, there's just a bit of... Uh, news going on in the Discord in the background. Um, and then uh, in the uh, Ron Massey Cup, Wenty 24 to ask with Magpies 16. So a win at least in Ron Massey Cup. An old, reliable Wentworthville Magpies in the Ron Massey. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> winning title after title in that uh, superior competition. Did, uh, <laughs> did
1: Big Bow Henry play on the weekend? Um, let's
0: just have a quick look. Uh, <laughs> Don't even know if your boy played or not. Oh, I, I've just... Yeah, I've been... I haven't even watched Game of Thrones yet, you know. This is... Oh, no. I've, I've oh. missed it. And Pray he for did. Hamish. He, Pray for Hamish. Three from four off the boot, plus a penalty goal. Oh. So, four out of wow. five. Not bad. Uh, M- Minhinik was back there, and he's he got a try. Um, he, he's named in um uh, the cup on the weekend, isn't he? Yeah. 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 But he usually, he's one of the ones that usually drops back. Okay, well, then into um, some very good news from the weekend. The Jersey flag, Eels 24 to the knights 16. Um, so, finally cracking their first win of the season, although we're, we're fairly um, far into uh, the season. What was that? Round 7. So, um, took them... It was five games because round 1 was a global buy. Um, so... Try scorers Jesse Cronin, Dallas King, Bailey Beyondioto, and Tarsi Matautu. Um, Schneider for perfect off the boot and coming back from 10 6 down at the half time.
1: You throwing over to me again?
0: Throwing to you, Ham. Oh, okay. Um,
1: yeah, I was finally, finally, after much rescheduling and timing conflicts and all that, to finally get out to a Jersey Flag game and what a one to get to. Um... And yeah, they just Newcastle started off with a huge huge impact i it sounds like by I was pretty close to the coaching staff luckily um so I heard a lot of the inside inside goss inside baseball um, yeah, and it sounded like they were ready for a big um starting quarter and then um from there they just played right up the middle and I matched the power of the Newcastle team out in Thusam in the end. Um, I think my man of the match was Joe Taipari. I was saying before that, you know, he's been out for 12 or so months with an ACL injury. And for him to come back, and I think it's his third or fourth game he's played. So, um, yeah, he's just, he killed it. He set up a few tries, threw a, tried to throw a miracle ball to our New Fijian winger, who I will not try and pronounce his name. I'll just say JT. Um, he looks pretty good. I think he needs to be a bit bit, bit tougher in his runs. But uh, he went looking for the ball and defended well. And, yeah, I can see them with a few players come back from injury this week. Um, or last week, No locker Flour played. And, uh, obviously, that new Fijian player, um, they'll be getting some recruits from the SG ball. Um, so, I think for the next month or so, they could be looking at a few wins or
0: closer losses. Well, yeah, as I said, for, great to get that first win on the board um, in a weekend that wasn't much to write home about. Um, Canterbury we can Cup. Just, we can just talk more about Jersey Flag if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there were any other games played over the weekend. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, they are all cancelled, weren't they? The wet weather or something. Um, Canterbury Cup, Knights twenty four, Magpies twelve. Um, did you manage that was the um the curtain raiser, wasn't it? Yeah it was. Um
1: Oh what happened in that game? I'm just trying to remember. I know eventually that um Celeste had to move into the halves, which it wasn't good. He's more of a he has the ability to ball play but Um, Him hitting holes and sort of using his offload is a lot better than him trying to set up something there. Um, I thought Bevan French looked a bit more erratic on the weekend. He seemed to want to go for the miracle play all the time. Whereas uh, when when I saw him playing the halves, he was a lot more, he seemed more composed as the game went on. And I just, I think last week where he was able to score sort of two fluky tries sort of got him a bit overconfident per se. So I think if yeah, if he, need, he needs to dial that back a little bit, and just sort of play what's in front of him, and not think oh I have to score from a chip kick here, or oh, I have to score an eighty metre try here. So um, yeah, a little bit disappointing from Bevy there. Um, yeah, it was just it was a really hot day, so I think I got sunstroke, so I don't really remember much from it.
0: <laughs> We've all just erased our um, Sunday memories yep. um, But now let's relive them <laughs> Oh God um, So Knights 28-2 Eels 14 Makasivo and Manuma U scoring tries um, And I think it can pretty well be said That we lost this game in the first 26 minutes Yeah, it's just Should have seen it coming we should have played it.
1: all we well, had to do. Well,
0: was- we did see it coming. Everybody on this podcast <laughs> saw exactly what was coming. And, you know, it's like us watching a car crash and there's nothing you can do about it. And, you know, it's just so frustrating that everybody saw it coming. But, um, you know, the players just couldn't get up for it. And, you know, credit to the Knights. Their their coach coach's head was on the chopping block. There was word around if they lost that game that he might be um, well and truly off. Um but um, they stood up, they they played with intensity, and they ran it pretty directly in that first 26 minutes. Um, we all knew they'd come out firing. They had their hometown um, crowd behind them. And um, simply, we didn't have an answer for them through the middle of the ruck. We, it, they did to us what we did to the Tigers.
1: And, you know, all we had to do for that for opening 20 or so minutes was complete at 90%. And, you know, I think we would have curbed their their momentum because after that 20 or 27 minutes you said I think you said we outscored them 14-8
0: that's correct we outscored them 14-8 and we 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 played well for about 20 minutes of the whole game or well in quotation marks and put on 14 points So um, that's a really frustrating thing to see. The team just wasn't up to winning it through the middle first before, because I think we saw in our attack, it was just way too sideways um, where I thought there was room to be made up the middle of the ruck before they went um, sideways. And I was especially frustrated um, that we didn't attack their right edge when Jesse Ramian was obviously injured and and, and, um, playing with a busted shoulder. Um, We went, to that side and scored a try with Sivo and but for a forward pass would have had a second try just before half time and we we didn't seem to attack that side of the field at all in the second half well yeah and you look I- at
1: that side of the field also Sean Kenny Dow winger he was he's just awful I don't know yeah exactly I don't know why we didn't attack that left side more and I understand that Salmon's the half and he's not really experienced in that role but surely Moses and Gutho can be swinging to that side of the field to put pressure on them,
2: it shows that um when you make an error in the first five minutes in your half with that um offside penalty against us, where we kicked it and regathered it, I thought it was um accidental offside by Newcastle, but
1: that's what I thought that to come off the thirteen and Yeah, it's very minor,
2: but like technically, the you know the the rule is if it's you know it's accidental, so it's our scrum feet. But anyway, but it just shows that um if you get a repeat set, like it's it's gold, like. They just kept getting repeat sets, repeat sets, and then we were making like, well, was five tackles, five sets in a row while tackling. So it just shows like, you've got to go set for set, and you've literally got to wait for the other team to break. And unfortunately, like, you know, besides even the Bulldogs game, we won. The first 20, uh, 10 15 minutes, we were doing the exact same thing, but like, you've just got to weather the storm, and like, everyone saw this come, like, Everyone should not be stupid. Not think we're gonna like. Everyone should have had a feeling that it was going to be an ambush. It was Anzac weekend. Like okay, it wasn't Anzac day, but Anzac weekend. It's their home game. They've been smashed in the media. Their pack has been questioned. Right, David Clemens been questioned. Like everyone, and I'm not. I'm not throwing shades at or shots at Brett Arthur, but like I know you have to motivate the players. And it, okay, you, it could be the players have to motivate themselves, but. I just think if you had a Bellamy or Robertson, you'd think you have them like mentally prepared for this. It's just you know everything has to be crucial, and it's just it's and you know even Brad Arthur said it at Milestone Games or big games we have stuffed it up. Besides the West Tigers opening home ground for us, but yeah, it's just it's just frustrating how we just make off we have stupid errors and it just it just puts pressure on us and we're gassed by half time. So
0: and yeah. I think even worse <laughs> in that Raiders game we showed a lot. Like I know. They scored 19 points, but there was a lot of defensive resilience there. We held them out for like 20, 20, 25 minutes. But the tries that Newcastle scored were just um, so soft. Oh, soft.
1: They were very soft. And there was one point there. Um, Newcastle took a penalty tap, and off the penalty tap, their centre or maybe back rower just strolled straight through two of our forwards, and it was
0: yeah, it was uh, a yeah. setup.
1: It was it was that's just soft. You can't you can't shy away from that
0: and then the mix up between Ferguson and Gutherson you know one of one of them and i thought especially in that instance it was Gutherson has to take control of that and he, he i remember he did that exact he did something similar against the bulldogs last year which lost us a game so um, Especially with all the contract negotiations that going around, and, and his manager in the the press, or, or getting you know the the regular f- figures at Fox, um, to be putting the pressure on, you've got to go out and earn that money and, and and perform that way because he certainly didn't last year. And I know he was you know on the back of an ACL, but uh, if you're going to have your manager out there calling for for Massive contract. Um, you've got to back it up with performances, and you've got to back it up with some leadership. And I thought that that was one of the the, the most frustrating thing is there was there was no leadership on the on the park. Um, Tim Manna tried to turn the tide, and you know his his running's been fantastic, but he's more of a um, follow me as opposed to to rallying everybody up. And yeah, I,
2: and you look at the we- first
0: two tackles, right? We'll, we'll do all right, but then. We will clock off and we'll
2: have three people three markers essentially, one guy turn their back and then Levi will just run out of half. It's just it's just one tackle can ruin the set and it's just someone should have realised by like the fifth run from Levi that he's gonna run the ball. So someone has to be aware that he's gonna run it's just it's just no one it's like they had no game plan and if if plan A doesn't work, what do we got for plan B? Like it's just there's no plan in defence, if that makes sense, so
0: Yeah, that ruck defence was atrocious, and I'm going to single out Reed Marnie. He um, maybe read a bit too much into his own press, and he certainly, I thought he was somebody who was really lacking in intensity, both in attack and defence. I know he made the most amount of tackles, um, but that left him at marker plenty of times, and Levi just exploited him, and Levi is a reserve-grade hooker he he's it's uh, we made him look like you know Cameron Smith or 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 uh, Damian, Damian Cook, Cook. Yeah. like it's just it was disgusting the the ruck defense uh, there was no intent and that that's really the most frustrating performance like we we lost the roosters game but we went tit for tat all game we lost raiders game but um, it was obvious that we just kept dropping the ball, and I thought our defensive resilience was there. Um, but this game was the first game of the season where I thought there were there was a couple of players who were resting on their laurels. And, you know, I'm going to single out Penny Terrapo as well. Um, I, I talked him up after large, last match, but, you know, I'm thinking about taking that all back because his effort this game was just disgusting. There was no hard running. It was just uh, walking into the line. It was um, a disgrace.
1: And Yeah, you know, you were talking about defence there and everything. Um sitting at the game you know you sort of everything's a bit too quick but there was one tackle I noticed where we finally put a Newcastle player on their back and I went holy shit it was about 25 minutes in and then once I peeled off I realised it was young Oregon Kafusi. you know he's played what not even 10 games and if he's out there making a tackle and putting a Newcastle player on their back and you've got Penny Terrapo 100 games Junior Paulo 100 games you know whoever and he's the first one to do it or he's the first one I noticed, you know, that that's thats saying something.
0: Yep, and, you know, as we said, those effort players, Fitzgibbon, that try was extremely soft where he just went through and touched the ball because Fergo and, and um, Gutherson couldn't decide who they wanted to, to let, to, to, to bat it over the sideline. And then Mitchell Pierce's game ceiling try, um, you know, you can't let a seven run from 20 metres out and go straight through the line and then reach out and score a try like that. That's just, especially when the game was in the balance, I thought we'd fought back well to get those 14 points, but then it was 14-20, all we needed was a try and we just couldn't manufacture anything and then we, we weren't willing to do the hard yards to get the the result that we needed. And, you know, the mark of a good team is, is winning games where they aren't playing particularly well. Um, I think the Roosters could say they did that against us um, earlier in the season. Um, but obviously the boys aren't at that stage as yet. And given it is only the seventh game of the season, we're we're into that second quarter. Um, they, they obviously have time to grow and evolve throughout the season and, and find their identity. But... Um, it, it was a f- especially frustrating performance because we all went into it thinking this is this could really happen. Um, none of us really liked uh, the the matchup given our know, terrible record against Newcastle and especially up at Newcastle. And um, they they certainly delivered. And um, no no Eels fan is going to be thinking too good about themselves um, or thinking that this team can beat teams that it really should. Um, because look at this, Newcastle were last coming into that game, and we we were off the back of a absolute drubbing. And the what was the, the points turnaround? It was like, so from 45 up to having 20 scored against you, so 65-point turnaround. Um, that's just not good enough.
2: So this might be an overreaction, but if we're going to constantly defend and do dropouts, just do a short dropout. It's a 50-50 ball, we're going to get it back. If Like, it might be an overreaction, but... Instead of just keep kicking the debt, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, maybe try it every now and then. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to give away a penalty. Right? But, like, surely, like, just make it, like, even, t- sometimes even doing it nowadays, just make it a 50-50 contest. If you're going to constantly keep having repeat sets on your line, mix it up. Don't just keep doing the same thing because, okay, we defended well in the Raiders game, but sooner or later, you're going to crack. And when it cracks, you're not going to stop it. It's just going to be like a- an avalanche. That's why, so...
1: I, I agree. I, I, when, I, when people say short dropouts, it sort of annoys me because, you know, the NRL in particular um, do this is when someone comes up with an idea that's the only thing that they can do. Whereas a short, like a, a dropout is now a, a short dropout nowadays straight up in the air. It's a rugby union dropout. Look at when Luke Burt used to do it. You know, he'd just grub it right along the ground. He'd look at those two front... Two front defenders, if they're not paying attention, grab it along the ground, he'd get the ball back. You know, if you've got, what, 25 or 30 seconds, whatever the shot clock, but there's no minimum to that, so why do, especially us, we wait until the absolute final seconds before we kick it. Kick it when they're not ready. Drill it towards the sideline. Why do you have to wait for them? Why do you have to take up the whole time? I don't understand it.
2: We're going to no, find I ways, love, find a ways to stop the repeat sets. That's the main thing, you know? Like, just kick early. Just find a way to stop the just stop the repeat sets because they were just stupid kicks from um, Newcastle. Like, it's just uh, it's just frustrating, you
0: know? I have to say, they, they certainly did their homework um, because Gutherson let through those grubbers the week before and um, this week they were all um, very measured by Pierce. But I just want one thing on the commentary. Michael Innes, how dare you put Mitchell Pearce's name up for origin? (laughs) You know, (laughs) what's the definition of insanity? I think we've moved past that. He doesn't deserve to be there. He can't stand up to that arena. Um, And if he is selected, I certainly won't be buying tickets to go to the game because it's not worth it. Um, That's my rant um, for the game. Um, Then on to some stats, uh, just quickly. just, just, just,
1: Just before you start that, um, you did say that Gutherson let the grubbers run. And I think, I don't know why he had in his mindset. Because it seems Bankwest, um, Parramatta Stadium, the in-goals are very quick. You saw the balls, they just kept running along. Whereas other clubs, especially like older grounds, with they're going to have heavier in-goals. They're going to be sitting up a lot more. So, you know, Gutherson has to, or whoever, the wingers, the back three, have to get into their head that now, when you're at home, yeah, you can let the ball run a little bit longer, and it's gonna it's gonna roll on. But at these older grounds, where you know, especially at Brookvale, where it's sand, it's heavy, it's gonna sit up. So the best thing to do just bat it dead. You know, you're gonna you can defend another set, whereas giving away another four points is a lot worse than batting it dead and just defending another six.
0: Very true. And just one last thing, Ferguson, I think he probably came back a week early or maybe the injection didn't work as, as well as it was as it was meant to. Um but you could certainly see that he was nursing um and in well th- those ribs. And um you know, that was the first game where he hasn't almost cracked two hundred metres, um, only coming up with a poultry. One sec. A 100... Poultry.
1: Hundred and six?
0: 118 metres from 17 yeah. runs that's on NRL.com so take the the differences um, as you will um, but I think the only players that can sort of hold their head up for that game um, were Ma'u who I thought was a great return to form um, um, from the men and of course scoring that try uh, Oregon and Tim Matter sort of battled hard and um, I thought Sivo really stood up um, in that role of carting the ball back um, with Ferguson obviously injured um, but beyond that, I don't think there was too much to write home about.
2: i am liking no. Kafusi more each week, man. I know he's only, what, 19 this year, Ham?
1: Huh? Uh, turning 20, 20 this 20
2: year. 20 this year. But wow, I mean, when he's, like, another three more years in the gym, whew, he's going to oh. be a weapon and just, yeah, I just, I'm really liking him. I mean, you know what? He might be my second favorite player behind Murata, but better watch <laughs> out Murata. so yeah.
1: Well, well, here's the thing, Birdie, like, he's only done one NRL preseason. So, give him three or four pre-season, whether it be in the gym, um, fitness-wise, eating, everything. Three, four years' time, you know. He could be close to our best prop, all round prop, you know. Strong, strong um, attacker runs. his that line he ran for uh, his try at uh, Parramatta Stadium against the Tigers. That's a second-rower line, like. That's a very smart line to be running. Um, strong defender works his butt off. Three, four years' time. Are easily our best prop. It could be very easily best, our best all-round prop.
0: All right, so just quick stats. 47% uh, possession, 69% completion rate. So sub 70 is just not good enough. And, and there wasn't too much difference between all the other stats, like Newcastle outgained out us by about 300 metres. We had one more line break than them. They had three more tackle breaks than us. Their kicker... Rem- return metres, they doubled us. Play the ball speed, the same. Um, well, the same, really? in quotation marks.
1: <laughs> how, how, what's, what's, what was the difference in play says, the ball speed? It
0: says four seconds apiece. So. No, um, take, take of no, that what you will.
1: No chance. They've just, they've come up with that because there's no way the play the ball speed was the same.
0: But Knights won, like they, they won the right to get a quick play the ball. We didn't. We backed into the line and, um, you know, we're dominated in the ruck. Um then tackles we only ended up making an extra 40 tackles at the end of the day and missing an extra 3 8 penalties uh, a piece and 10 errors a piece so um you know th- that that small difference was the intensity of the knights that we just weren't willing to um stand up to in that first 25 minute period All right well hopefully they can uh, turn it around we haven't had had back to we we haven't had back to back losses this year, have we? No. Yep. Yeah, so after um, the
1: Roosters, we beat the Sharks. Sharks.
0: And then after the Raiders, we
1: beat the Tigers.
0: Yep. Yeah. So we've got a chance to turn around against a um, Dragons team that is um, you know started pretty terribly, but then kicked on with four wins to go down to the Roosters. So both sitting at four and three, um, but and the second game at Bank West, which will be the last of this string of last. Uh, game of the rounds. <laughs> um so uh four weeks we've been the last game of the round um but following from that will be a little bit earlier but not too early will be the Saturday night fixture next uh in round 9 which will be up at Brisbane. Um so fingers crossed pray for everybody's knees on that day um, given <laughs> sandcorp surface. Um but let's get to some news. Uh don't really have too many articles um, there's a couple of puff pieces out there about Reed and Gutho, um, but then the 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 real news is um, uh, Gutherson's manager Sam Aoub, uh, again grub. well. He's doing his <laughs> job, like you know. Um, people know that I'm a lawyer by trade, and I, I guess everybody hates lawyers, but he's doing his job. He's doing it well, and um, Fox. Uh, Analysts are certainly up to it. Um, I don't know why people watch NRL 360. Um, I can't stand those two presenters. Uh, Everyone's saying,
1: don't bow into the media. But who is the media demanding something? It's um, Phil Crawley? Paul Paul Crawley. Um, James Hooper and Paul Kent. It's those three. Everyone else in the media has come and said, Parramatta are doing the right thing by sticking by their systems, so whether it doesn't matter what side of the fence you sit on, whether you, you're for them being re-signed or you're against them being re-signed. Just let Parramatta deal with it. Don't put any pressure on them because the only pressure coming from anywhere is these three fucksticks.
0: Yep, that's probably a good summary and, and I like Piggy Riddell on the radio today. Yeah. um he sort of called it out for what it is and you know if we go on to lose let's say the next two or three matches uh, and we had let's say re-signed BA and also Moses and Gutho and they have three stinkers in a row um, you know what what do you think the the next agenda will be it'll be why the hell did they stuff this up and sign them like that oh absolutely um, we
1: can't we'd, we'd never be able to win that's the thing with um, journalists with Parramatta whether it be we re-sign them for whatever it'd be oh they, they played it too early if we, re- if we don't re-sign them, we've seen what happened. So there's no point in trying to appease the media because we never will. And as, as fans, we lap it up. Where And you look at someone point out today, Manly have 24 players off contract or whatever it is according to Zero Tackle. I, I don't think it's exactly correct, but let's say they have 20 players off contract. There's nothing coming from them because Manly are irrelevant and their fans don't care.
2: This is the same media that said they've been bagging Penrith for paying out all the contracts for their coaches, Griffin, you know. Like, you want us to sign up Brad Arthur and then sack him after a year and pay him? Like, we're doing the smart thing. You, you can't... You can't criticise Penrith for still paying Griffin when they've sacked him after giving him an extension. And then, exp- you know, and how does for doing the right thing? Like, surely, they're just... You know, what just... Uh, the day they leave the game, like Crawley, and Kent, and... um. I don't know whoever the fuck that is. Uh, Hooper. The day of the game will get be- will be better. It's just you can't win with them, man. Seriously, the cannot win with them. We we can win the Premiership this year. You know what they say? Oh, they took their time signing Brad Arthur. They took their time signing Gufferson. Like shut up, it's pissing me well, off. That's the
1: thing. Obviously, there's obviously a process in place, and they're sticking by that, and as they should. They don't have to. They don't have to appease fans who are going to vote them out at the next election. They don't have to worry about that. So they can play it as they see it and they've put a system in place they're sticking to it and if it works it works if it doesn't well then they've got to change it and you know being business people they'd they'd know how to change it and they'd know when to change the the philosophy behind their signing process or whatever
0: and and as you say we've just had and we touched on last week um, you know an internal review that went for months um, which has put in place uh, the current system, um, which has drawn a- across um, other t- successful teams, especially drawing from Roosters and Storms processes. Um, so there's, you've got to let it run its course. Um, we'll see what happens. And, you know, if the numbers are, are, are close to being correct, uh, you'd have to sp- say, especially for Gutherson, um, would you be willing to pay $700,000 a season over that amount? Um my thoughts are no um given the injury history um plus those, those those sorts of things you know i that's just my thoughts um and and as we've touched on as certainly the player agent um is sort of putting the pressure on in the media so um i think we've made those errors in the past going to to, to sign players uh, too quickly um, off of you know one or two games but a history of mediocre performances um, before and after the signing. So there's no point to rush and it'll play out as it plays out and the best thing we can do is give um, Paul Kent uh, and Co uh, the middle finger. less, less airtime <laughs> as possible because that's what they're paid to do is to stoke up um, everybody to to talk about the shows and get people watching and and raise their views, but um, really it's shit. Turn it off. Um, there's a thousand NRL podcasts out there. There's some really good ones, uh, which aren't some... run by hacks uh, with <laughs> agendas, um, which are just you know blokes giving their opinions on footy just like we do. And I think that's um, a better use of your time than flicking on um, something from Fox, which is just a, a gender-driven garbage.
1: And just don't forget, poor Kent only played one more minute of NRL than we ever did. So, you know what, what does he know?
0: But
2: he touched the much ball, so it's all right. So there you go.
1: Yeah, he's hit into the
0: ball just as much as we have in first grade. So, get that up, you Kent. All right, well, I don't think there's too much news to touch on outside of that. Um, So, let's jump into the previews now. I'm going to be doing this one dirty because I didn't get my run sheet up. I've been um, very busy, um, but not to make uh, excuses. Um, So, first match now. There's no junior reps anymore. The Grand Finals will be on this weekend, but no Eagles teams taking part in those Grand Finals, unfortunately.
1: Paramount Uh, Stadium too. How good would it have been?
0: Yes, very unfortunate. Um, But let's get to the other games, which are on Sunday, the 5th of May at 2.30pm. The Guildford Owls in third, taking on the Ride. Eastwood Hawks in seventh position. You'd think they'd get a win in that grade, a bounce back from the win on the weekend. Then into Ron Massey Cup. The Wentworthville Magpies in second position, taking on the Blacktown workers, Sea Eagles in 11th position on Sunday the 5th of May at 3pm at Ringrose Park. Um, of course, with uh, the beautiful bow beau leading them, it'll be a sure victory. <laughs> beautiful
1: bow beau this week. <laughs>
0: uh, in the flag, Eels off the back of a their first win of the season then have their work cut out for them, but um, this will be Plaguey Why is this taking place at New Era Stadium? Why can't we have the three grades on Sunday?
1: What? No, no. Don't tell me they've changed
0: it. It's changed it. I have it live. It is now 3pm Saturday the 4th of May at New Era Stadium. Eels in 11th position, taking on the Dragons in 3rd position. Um, You can hear Ham's exasperation in the background. And again, New South Wales Rugby League, hold your heads in shame. How hard is it to get three grades on the same day?
1: How hard is it, how hard is it, to just leave it at Guildford? Leave it at Guildford, man. Just...
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, well, let's have a look. at. Some, there's some inns. Um, the big one is uh, David Hollis um, coming on the extended reserve bench, coming up from uh, a, a good stint in the uh, lower uh SG Ball? Yeah, SG Ball this yeah. year. Um, now, there's a couple of other names. Uh, PJ Vagalu, v- is that Vigalu, how I pronounce yeah. it? Uh pronounce Vagalu, Tafua Afu and Bruce Ward. Um, much to say about them, Ham?
1: Um, PJ has been with the club since Harold Matthews, past two years, or um, not last year, the year before, I believe. He was out like he completely destroyed his knee. It was um, ACL, MCL, PCL, LCL. I'm pretty sure.
0: Gosh, that's just about every LCL you can do. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and he did it at training too. Apparently, he was running along the sideline and went to step the fullback in a um, in a set in a post in a contact session and just dropped to the ground and just that was it. He was out for 12 months. Um, and last year he was. Injured, I think it was his knee again So his development has sort of been impacted by that But he's a very quick across the ground um, Attacker, he's very very strong carrying the ball Um, Not sure, last year he had a bit of trouble um, Getting that second phase play and passing before the line and what have you So um, good to see him named even if it is amongst the reserve lists um what well, the other name's Bruce Ward you said yep. wouldn't be able to tell you anything about him <laughs> and uh Talfa Afu uh he's played a couple of 20s games this year and last year he's big powerful uh winger sort of on the
0: similar to Beretta Feremo all right well they're taking on an informed dragons and dragons are usually pretty good in this grade um four wins one draw one loss um leading into the match so uh the Eels boys will certainly have their work cut out for them um but hopefully they uh take a bit out of last week's win and they can um sort of go from strength to strength from there uh then into the next match which will be uh the Canterbury Cup game uh now Wentworthville Magpies again get to be the curtain raiser at Bankwest Stadium 1:40 p.m. on Sunday the 5th of March I tell you what I'm away- sorry to sorry to
1: jump in yeah go Is- I've got a season ticket to Ringrose Park. It was um, $20 for the season, and they're playing every game, every curtain raiser with bloody wenny. Just stop around, put Jersey Flag there, and give me, let me have my chip rolls. I want to go get some bloody chips on a plate with gravy. God. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> ah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> listeners. I'm just That's put me in a bad mood. Alright,
0: so the Wentworthville team, uh seventh taking on dragons in fourth position. Um there's a couple of outs, a couple of ins. Um, but let's just roll through that team list. It's pretty similar to what we've had. Bevan French back at fullback. <laughs> Reese Davies is still Nathan Davis on the, <laughs> the South Wales website. Oh god. <laughs> um, uh, Poor but- Reese. Yeah, there's not too many changes. Uh, That Dragon squad, they've got obviously uh, Reese Robson at hooker who's sort of looked at as a uh, future number nine in first grade. Uh, Jonas Pearson also can play pretty handily at wing. Lachlan Maranta back from... did, did he ever get the call-up to Australia in Rugby Union? Or I can't remember if he was named. Oh. Like, I think he might have been in a squad. Surely he did. Surely he <laughs> I, did at I think some it, point. I think he was in a squad, but like he wasn't actually playing. Uh, Tristan Saylor, uh, which is Wendell's son, is that right? Or is he his yeah. nephew? Yeah, son. Yeah, son. Uh, at fullback. Um, then Darren Nichols, who played a bit... In first grade uh, at the Dragons last year, I believe, and Charlie Runciman, I've, he, he's or Runciman, he, Runciman. he's been around for a, for a, a, a bit of time, um, and then on their extended bench for NRL, um, the old Mitchell, all good, um, uh, potentially playing in this grade if he doesn't get the call up on on game day. Um, but yeah, again, the boys have their work cut out in this grade, but, um, from what we've seen, especially with their, their new coach, um, this year, they're, they're up in every, comp, uh, every contest, whether or not they get over the line, um, you know, they're going to play a hard game. So, um, you should all get out there early, uh, 1.40 PM before the first grade, um, and enjoy two games of rugby league at the one venue. One forty or one fifty. I've got 140 on the, the website, but, you know, that that's prone to change, so... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Card subject to change.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's get to the main event. Uh, Eels taking on the Dragons. Eels in 5th position, taking on the Dragons in 8th position. All that's separating them is points differential. Uh we are currently favoured a dollar eighty-five to the Dragons one dollar and ninety-five cents. Uh, so let's get into the team lists to start off with Eels. Uh, a couple of changes, which is Dan Alvaro's back uh, from his head injury assessment. Um, I'll go, remind me to. Pin that because I'm going to go on a rant about that in a sec. Um, but at fullback, Clint Gutherson, Wings, Makasivo, and Blake Ferguson in the centers, Michael Jennings, Brad Takarangi, Halves, Jamin Salmon, Mitch Moses, Dan Alvaro, Jr. Paulo as the starting props, Reed Marnie at nine. The back row is Sean Lay, near Niakore, and Tepai Moroa. Penny Terapo, Tim Manor, Oregon Kafusi, and Manu Ma'u make the bench, and the extended bench is Ray Stone, Kane Evans, Josh Hoffman, and George Jennings. Uh, so the main change uh, Alvaro back to starting after being out. Uh, Penny Terrapo from lock back to bench at, with Tepei Moroa to start at lock. And of course, Ray Stone onto the extended bench. Then for the Dragons, Matt Dufty at fullback. Uh, Jordan Pereira and Ravalawa on the wings. Zach Lomax and Lafay in the centres. Corey Norman, Ben Hunt in the halves. The starting props are James Graham, Paul Vaughan, Cam McInnes at Hooker, Tyson Frizzell, Tarek Sims, and Blake Laurie are the second row. Jeremy Lattimore, Ewan Aitken, Jacob Post, and Luciano Le Lua on the bench. And their extended bench are Mitch Allgood, Field, Lachlan Tim, and Jonas Pearson. Um, so it looks like Ravalawa is now starting. Pearson has dropped out of the team. And Zach Lomax goes from wing-slash-bench utility to centre. Okay? Um, I'll leave that up to uh, their coach. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I'll just go on my quick rant. Um, we, we discussed it last week, but how silly is it that Alvaro can be knocked out in the first tackle of a game by a swinging high arm? At swinging arm high to his head. He then sits out that whole game and then sits out the next week because he can't pass concussion protocols. But the perpetrator of that swinging arm, one, doesn't get penalised. Uh, sorry, he did get penalised. One, doesn't get sent to the bin where Michael Jennings got sent to the bin in round one. Two, has no charge to face... Uh, for the match review committee, and three can then go out and play the next week, whilst we miss um, a our starting prop um, for the next game. Um, it just seems like a grave injustice, and again, just shows the inconsistency of the NRL. Um, you know, just get your shit together.
1: Well, it just goes to show the inconsistency of the rule, obviously, um, because I, I I tweeted it out during the week, and I got back um, that this year it becomes up to the ref's discretion. They're not. They're not doctors. They don't know if someone's going to come back or not. And they, you could be flat out on the ground, but pass concussion protocol. You could, Danny. You know, he just dropped to the ground and sort of. He didn't really have the wobbly boot on him. He didn't really show signs of much concussion yet. He's missed a week, so obviously it was bad than what was first seen. And you, you can never tell. So to put it in the hands of someone who can't even do their first job properly you're giving them uh, another job to do, which they're not even trained at. They're not even good at their first job, which they're supposed to be trained at, and full-time referees. They're not good at that. So how can they be doctors? Either either every single time that a player goes off uh, HIA, head injury assessment, if it's from an illegal tackle, they have to be put in the bin, or... Go back. Graham Annesley needs to come out and say, we did the wrong thing round one. We're never going to see it again. And because they did it in round one, they should have to do it the entire year. But we've known with the NRL that something they've done in round one or round four is different to what they do in round 20 and round 24.
0: All right. So we've had um, a recent history of good form against the Dragons. Uh, They only snagged that win last year at home um, off the back of a um, Smith uh, implosion, um, oh, I think I would game. refer oh, to it. God help us all. <laughs> but then in the revenge match, we came out and won 40-4. Um, but the big uh, new story coming into this game, of course, will be uh, up against Corey Norman. So your takes, gentlemen.
2: Uh, so if I was worried about the um, Knights pack last week, I am terrified of the Dragons pack this week because, let's be honest, like they've got... A much better quality, um, pack. you got Tarek Sims, Frizzell, Vaughn. Like, just them I'm, three, I'm thinking this is going to be a tough game. Like, their backs, their back their back five, I'm not too worried about, but it's just the forwards and, yeah, it's going to be a tough game for um, our forwards to literally match their intensity and, yeah, and just, uh, hopefully they, um, hopefully this week they've worked on their defense because if we can just work on our ruck defense, we should, we should be able to, um, I reckon the emotion of being home again will get us over the line. But, yeah, they're forward pack, i worried, actually. And Ham, what
1: what are, you, what are your thoughts? I think Penny Terapo can count himself very lucky to be in the team again. I thought he was a major contributor as to why errors, not he, not <laughs> hitting hard in defense, not hitting hard in attack. Um, I think he can be very lucky, especially over Ray Stone, who I believe does bring that aggression. He might be on the smaller side. But for a game where we lost in intensity and, yeah, aggression, he's the player that you want in there because he's got a shitload of it. So I think Penny Terapo needs to... He needs to pull his finger out this week and really make sure that he repays that. Otherwise, he needs to be out the next game. Um, Look, I... I think the home ground advantage at this stage... Because there's only been one game played at Par- at Parramatta Stadium. So teams don't really know how to play it yet. And the fact that we train on it, we trained on it three, I think we train it three times a week. Plus we've played on it, we've got the ins and outs. So I think a home ground advantage is absolutely huge for a new stadium. And I don't think that can be understated Should or should be understated that... You know, you've got your ANZ, and you want to talk about home crowd, home advantage at Brookvale, at Newcastle, whatever. But teams have played on those grounds. They know how they should. You know, if you've played a ten games there, and you've seen games on that ground, you should know how it plays. But no one knows how. The only the only people that know how Parramatta Stadium plays is basically the Eels at the moment. So that needs to be huge. We need to take advantage of that. We need to be the ones this week coming out and just. Just that first twenty minutes, just try and absolutely belt them. Try and win the refs over in the rack. Try and win um, that four penalties in ten minutes or whatever it was. We need to win. That's what we need. we just need to win this week. And I'm sorry that Ray Stone isn't in the team because I think he's a winner.
0: Yeah, it's exceedingly as we said. So we came out. Our first six games, 4-2 and two record, um, you've passed your first quarter quell. Now you've got to get into the second quarter of the season. We're currently sitting at 0-1, and, and then we've got a couple of trough um, games ahead, as I said, the the trip up to Brisbane to take on the Storm, who uh, we haven't particularly been good against in the NRL era, and then on the road to the Cowboys, who I know are having their troubles, but as we saw on the weekend, you can't count any wins, and then home against our Trivals, Panthers, and then after that, the Bunnies. So there's there's a tough trek to come through in the next five games, and um, it'd be a shame to start the season four and two and then drop um, a couple and, you know, be sitting uh, not where we want to be at halfway through the season. So um, this is a certain, certainly winnable game, um, not to say that it'll be an easily winnable game, but any home game you should really be winning, and especially at our new stadium. But I think the, the boys have to get into their heads that just because we're at home, just because they've got the home crowd behind them, just because they have that advantage doesn't mean the job's done they need to do the work and they need to do the work in the trenches as Bertie said against that very um, vaunted forward pack uh, with a host of uh, Origin players and uh, internationals. So, um, it's going to be a tough ask but I think we, if we play um, like we have been uh, taking out last week's effort um, I think there's certainly enough there to put us in a position to win the game at the end of the day. So, having said that, what are your Tips, Bertie. Um,
2: uh, I think it's going to be a 24-20 scoreline. Parameters way. Um, yeah, it's going to get we're just going to nullify their forwards, especially their back rowers. like like uh, Vaughn has a great offload. Um, just yeah, I think we've got, we've got them in the back line. Sure, we've got a bigger back line than them. They're they're like midgets, I think. So it's just well, normal.
0: was quite big.
2: Oh I man, like height wise, like you look at like tall timber, like. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that,
0: that is something you raised that's, that's, well, because Matt Dufty, he's pretty short and small. Yeah, so, um,
2: like, like, when he scored that try, he um, was up against, who was he up against? Brooks. so just, we're just going to miss, we're going to, so we're going to use our height to our advantage and um, get into Norman's face, because, you know, he, he tends to kick out in the full, well, he did that for us last year, he kept doing that, so hopefully, you know, old hybrid's still there, so... Yeah, I reckon twenty four twenty score My First try score will be Murata. Obviously, he's gonna run over Norman, and yeah, he's gonna say whoopsie on the way back on the way by. So yeah, Damn. Um,
1: <laughs> Parramatta thirty, Dragons twelve. I th- I just think that you know coming back, coming off a big loss and. Here's another thing, you know, we had a, we know how much Gutherson loves Brad. We read in um, an article this week, a fantastic article written by Sean Lane on Players Voice um, about, you know, the reason why he come to, a big reason why he come to Parramatta was when he spoke to Brad and everything. They need to show it. They need to show it this week and then they need to show it for the next month. You know, so you can't have another performance like that, I think. I hope the loss embarrasses them. Because I don't think that happens too much anymore. And that was said on the Matty Johns podcast. That teams don't get embarrassed. You need to be embarrassed by a loss like that. A team coming last. I understand that they're coming last. They're belted in the media. They've still got a a pretty good team. A lot of good attacking players. But to, to lose to the team coming last. And lose comfortably to the team coming last. The players need to be embarrassed by that. And I think... I hope that they are, and they need to come out and they need to not necessarily win big, but win with the game plan in mind. So I think you know against the Tigers we won big, and we sort of drifted away from our game plan, which you're able to when you win big. But for this one, I think we just need to win with the game plan in mind. So and eventually, I think that I think our attack is good enough that we can put 30 points on, and I I do believe in the um, home ground advantage, and I do believe in um, you know, with 20,000 Eels fans there, it will, it will spur them on. So, yeah, 30-12. Um, first try scorer... Clint Gutherson.
0: And I've got us down 22-18. First try scorer, Mecca Civil, um, Who's sort of coming into a little bit of form. You know, the rough sort of diamond... Um, Certainly starting to be shaped by his time in the NRL and shortly becoming a crowd um, favourite and a bit of a, um, um, what do they call them? Cult hero? Cult hero, that's the one. Exactly what I was after. You're on the money, hand. Got you, mate. Um, I'm glad you are, because I am not. I am <laughs> fucking tired. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, then, Bertie, what's been happening in your world, plugs?
2: Um... So the draft happened. I didn't mention anything before the last pod, but um, I, I feel for Josh Frozen. You know, he, got, he had his dream last year, he gets drafted, and they just threw him out the door. So,
0: yeah. Um, he he jo- should be happy about that. Not having to play a, a, a behind that shit offensive line. I, I'd, I'd take going to the Dolphins anytime.
2: Oh, yeah. And then, you know, the Giants stuff up again, taking Daniel Jones, which, let's be honest, jukes the basketball college, not a football college, you know, might as well go to Harvard and get QB out of there, but um, it was a bit boring, because the first day I had nothing, my brother's happy, they drafted the beast player, Oliver, but, you know, with, this is what happens when you draft, when you, when you trade your first round pick, it's boring, Um, and that was a pretty bad weekend for me, all my teams lost, and Ham, hey, you know, screw you and your Hammers for ruining our brand new stadium, you know, first loss, first goal, so, yeah, screw you, Ham.
1: That was the one good part of the weekend, actually. <laughs> I stayed up on Saturday night watching the the Mighty Ammers. and um, did you watch it, birdie?
2: Uh yeah, it was, yeah, that was my last hope to get a dub. So yeah, I was. <laughs> you know, just...
1: Um, would you? I don't. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to rub it in or anything. What do you think of the uh, post-goal celebration?
2: <laughs> Let's be honest. He's probably spending some time <laughs> with Mia Khalifa lately because that's that was an outrageous celebration. That was like filth. Oh, was but, so, yeah. I don't know what was... Like. I don't know what it was, but... Oh, oh man. God. If, any, ten- if, if, you're tends- fan,
1: if you're not a fan of the EPL or whatever, just look up Michael Antonio's celebration at Tottenham and... You know...
2: The memes that are coming out of that, oh, it's
1: not good. Put, put, put your children to sleep. Hide your grandmother's eyes because... Oh my god! That was not safe for work at all.
2: Nah, a lot of <laughs> pelvis thrusting that happened there. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my Twitter Bevan Heaven one. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll be at the game this Sunday. So yeah, don't not everyone just don't turn up so I can have a good seat because um, yeah, those those stands are pretty steep, you know, like one one loose step and not good good boy Charlie. You got to
1: get there early. Yeah,
2: no, I know. I got to get there early.
1: Watch for watch when, you watch. You say you're Bevan Heaven, your boys playing fullback.
2: Yeah, I'm going to change
1: my
0: Twitter. Actually, I'm going to change it. <laughs> <laughs> Over to him. Yeah. yeah. Do Do you want to give us your plug, him?
1: Oh, um. Yeah. On Twitter at 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 am samish22. But I assume that everyone who listens to this podcast. Either follows me by now, or if they don't have Twitter, they don't follow me. So that um, I was gonna do something, but I've forgotten now. Yeah.
0: Go the Eels. <laughs> That's my plug. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe I'll, I'll jump in and say... <laughs> He's got to save us. Save us, Hamish, please. At, at Parapodcast, forward slash Parapodcast. Um, but make sure you get out there because we, we saw um, the Waratahs play their first game at Ooh. Western Sydney Stadium. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> and that sums it up, uh, to say the least. And, you know, they said they got 10,000 there, but frigging hell, they must have counted everybody twice, plus the um, <laughs> the staff members three times. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that that was not a good look when there aren't many people there, so make sure you're getting out and filling up the stadium. Um, and also to Western Sydney Wanderers, um, you know, the coach coming out and saying they should have played at Western Sydney Stadium and that, you know, yeah, can they made tell you who it. John Cosmina is? He's oh, the current coach of Western Sydney because.
2: No, he's not the coach. He's just a commentator.
0: Oh, is he? Oh.
2: Yeah, it's just a it's just guy who's from Adelaide, he lives in Brisbane. He's just paid... They're on a football show, so he's going to talk. He's not going to say Paramount are the best, but...
1: Oh, so he's like the so like poor, poor... Maybe not maybe. the poor Ken.
2: He's,
0: he's, <laughs> like he's, like he's probably like Blocker. He says stupid shit, but... uh um, okay. Yeah. But, but but in any event, you know, they get 7,000 people out to... um to
1: what, Where'd they play? And, and it? Was it ANZ Yeah. Can someone tell me who the Wanderers are at, while we're at it? I don't even know.
0: Well, oh, that's the at, thing, you know. Yeah. They... Um, they they don't get any fans as soon as they don't win, whereas even uh, when Eels have gone through one of the worst stretches in NRL history, in sporting history, um, still getting uh, fans out to games and, you know, constantly cracking that 15, 20K mark, even through all the bad years, even through the... Um, oh, who's the fraud coach that's over at the Warriors now? Kearney. Yeah, even through the Kearney years, still getting fans out. and Frigg knows how that... Yeah, you have to be pretty loyal to sit through that crap, um, but um, make sure you're getting out to Parramatta Stadium on the weekend. Um, now we're going to have to cut this one short because I have to go watch Game of Thrones and have some sleep. So enjoy your rugby league this weekend, and oh, hopefully be under an hour.
2: Don't forget an hour. and Fro guys, the great, uh, great uh, content creators over there. So yeah, don't forget them.
0: And hopefully Forty can sort out his uh, computer/slash recording issues, and we'll have him back shortly. Stop being a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Catch you then. See you guys. Have a good